0: hello and welcome back to high and tight on game time ct i feel like it's been 10 years it's only been since last spring but pete and i are back with the baseball
1: podcast pete what's up on man i am i'm giddy i'm excited i'm happy to be here i love this is my favorite time of the year this is my favorite show that we do um i've been ready to a couple of practices and i am just ecstatic i love this season so much he's been at a
0: lot of practices scrimmages he's been out there
1: yeah i got to uh check in with ward and new canaan and fairfield prep earlier this week And uh, checked in with Staples on Wednesday, got to see uh, the myth of Hero Wyatt at Staples, the junior committed to Duke. He is legit, got to see him throw. And wow. Um, So I've seen I've seen a handful of guys so far. Uh, Not a lot, but, you know, just just getting back into it, you know, leaving the basketball gym and the hockey rinks behind for, uh, you know, 30 degree baseball fields.
0: Yeah. I'd like to say that we're going to be outside in great weather, but as we know, the first couple of weeks, will, will probably be a little rough, but it doesn't I matter. I don't even care. I don't care that I'm cold. I don't care about any of it. I just love to be out there. Uh, the game starts Saturday. Uh, and then we're rolling man. And then we're rolling all the way back to Palmer field where the state championships will be again. And- yeah. Yeah.
1: Shout out to, uh, Paul, uh, he freelances for us for the Middletown press. He, uh, reported yesterday that, uh, Palmer Field and the CIA see five-year agreement. So anyone who's thinking we need to go to Duncan, uh, it's not going to happen for at least five more years. Um, but I love Palmer Field. So
0: I love Palmer Field too. As, as cool as Duncan would be, Palmer really fits that those games perfectly. The crowds look big when they're in there, when you, know, when, when you get crowds in there. Uh, massive parking lot. So there's never really an issue. Um and it's just a classic place for that tournament to be, you know, and they,
1: they just re they just renovated it a couple of years ago too. They added that um, the deck out in left field looks great. And the food's great. And uh, you know, press box is right. You know, selfishly the press box is right at home plate. You know, you get to Duncan Tona's press box is not there. And um, you know, they're up the first baseline up the third baseline and um It's cool. Teams get to play there during the regular season. I think as of now, there's 15 official games at Duncan. That'll change. More will be added. Uh, Let's hope we get some
0: state games there too.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a great experience for those kids and those teams, but I'm happy that it's back at Palmer.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, there's some great stadiums in the state. Uh, Norwich uh, Dodd stadium is going to host a bunch of games this year. Duncan's going to host a bunch of games. There's a ton of regular season games that get played at Palmer every year. Um, The one place that we don't play is Yale, and Yale is such a fantastic field. And the other place is UConn. And I don't know, UConn will probably never let them use it, but that new field at UConn is so nice.
1: Yeah, I've only seen photos and videos of it. It's incredible. I mean, it only opened last year. Yeah. Um, So I think maybe in the future we we might get to see some games up there. Uh, I myself want to go see UConn play up there because I would just love to go to that facility. I mean, it's a long time coming for a very, very good baseball program who was playing at one point like 11 home games a year and still making, you know, the College World Series or the regionals for it, you know, and winning conference titles. So um, it's they finally went
0: turf. They finally went turf. You got it here.
1: It really is the key. I I remember
0: when Darianne first got it and we really debated it and we didn't like the way it looked. But it if, if you don't have turf in the Northeast, you're just doing it wrong. Like I know everyone can afford it. So that's not an option for everybody, but you just can be on the field all the time.
1: Yeah. I think I remember might've been the first year we did this podcast in 2018. Uh, Darian had the turf. Hamden had the turf. And there was just so much rain at the beginning of the year that like Hamden and Darian were like hosting their away games just so they yeah. could play. And then we had my boys up at Lewis mills. Um, they played, like, two games. They had to, like, crunch, like, 15 games into 16 days to just finish the season on time.
0: I mean, look, the season starts Saturday. It's going to rain today. It's going to rain Friday. There's going to be games that can't be played on Saturday. And then the games on turf, they're not even going to think about it. They're going to go out there and play. It's going to be 60-something degrees. Yeah. Saturday's going to be glorious, Pete. Glorious. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, gotta,
1: so I, I still need to buy a new uh scorebook, though. I don't have a new one. I need to buy a new scorebook. That is yeah, That is on the agenda. I, I,
0: I'm debating. I've always done scorebooks. I'm debating going Game Changer. Um, I use it a lot for my kids' baseball, and I'm debating going Game Changer, but I really like having the book.
1: Well, a lot of teams have a Game Changer account. Just for the record, we have one. So reach out and... uh, No, I'm telling our listeners. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm aware. (laughs) Reach out and add us so we can see your stats, so we can see your box scores, so we can give you guys love if we're not there. Um, you know, that's, it seems like every team is going that way.
0: Yeah. And guys all season to reach out to us about yeah. anything. If your kid does something good, let us know. Like we want to report on it. We want your kids names in there. And frankly, I've been putting together the 25, uh, players to watch. There's like 105 players to watch. Like there's so many good yeah. kids on so many teams. It's really tough. And it's going to be tough for us all season to like keep up with everybody. So send the stuff in, man, because yeah. we know there's a ton of talent out there and we want to know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. See, and this was quickly it's the 25 to watch, not the 25. It's not all states.
0: Not all states. It's yes. not
1: all state. It's not preseason all state. It's just 25 players who you need to keep an eye on. And, and I'm looking at Scott's list, I'm not going to give it away. But there are some guys on here who, yeah, you want to keep an eye on. Yeah, guys who made All-State last year. Um, you know, some transfers like Hero Wyatt from, from Staples. The kid's committed to Duke. I've never seen him pitch in a game. And I'm assuming a lot of our listeners haven't as well. But because he's a junior and committed to Duke and transferred in from King, you know what? He's worth watching. You know, we're not, claim, we're not making him All-State. No, he'll probably you know if he lives up to his hype, he will be. <laughs> but like, it's interesting. So like, if you don't make the list, don't. You know, there's there's a much more important list at the end of the year, the t- high and tight fantasy kids. draft. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, and then the all state team.
0: <laughs> right, there's going to be. We're going to have to whittle that down to twelve kids. Yep. Which I, I was already fearing as I was going through the twenty five to watch. I was like, how are we gonna get this down to twelve for all state? When there's going to be like 30 kids that hit over 500 this year. Yeah, it's and it's going to be pictures that are just sitting in the 90s. Just yeah. every team's got someone who
1: sits in the 90s. Yeah, we uh, we're going to bring back the fantasy draft again. Uh, Scott and I did that. I think. Oh, m- no a little doubt. after that midseason, awesome. uh, I've already gotten a couple of messages from players who, who are who are um, you know pumping themselves up to get to get selected for Team Pete. I just don't want um, to be
0: photoshopped with a Jets jersey giving it to my <laughs> dude Ryan Daniels again. <laughs>
1: Well, that's if you get. I mean, look, if I get first pick, I, I think I might go Daniels. But um, you know, obviously, Ryan Daniels is one of the top players back. He he hit maybe fifteen or sixteen home runs last year, helped lead St. Paul to the Class S finals. That whole group is back. Him, uh, Izzo, Ceruto. I mean, those guys really are loaded. We um, got so many good guys who are back. You know, just going through like our All State list last year. You know, you look at Jack, Jack, uh, Jake Benner.
0: Benner, he's not West even Hill. committed yep. yet. No, he's not committed. Uh, you know, he wants to go to a school. It's, it's complicated, but he is good enough to play Division one baseball. Yeah. And, and he's one of the, there's five kids on West Hill that are committed to play D1, and he's not one of them, which is crazy.
1: Which is wild because he was our best player last year. He made our all state team last year. Uh, that doesn't mean he'll make it again. You got five D-1 kids on the team. Who the heck knows what's going to happen?
0: But, yeah, he had 466 last year, and, like, his yeah. slugging was around 900. So was, Yeah.
1: And then, you know, Ward is stacked, obviously. John Heitzman made our All-State team last year, but they got Roman G- uh, DiGiacomo Giacomo,
0: yep.
1: uh, who's it. going to Duke as well. He- Heitzman's going to Quinnipiac. Yeah, Broderick. Zach Broderick is going to Merrimack. They got guys, Griffin Polly. I mean, they got dudes. They got um, dudes.
0: Ward's got dudes. West Hill's got dudes. Staples got dudes. Ridgefield's you know who, got dudes.
1: Ridgefield's got a lot of dudes. And um, Ridgefield's
0: got some pitching up there, too. Bushiero yep. and a couple other guys. And
1: um, I, you know who still has dudes? East Catholic.
0: Oh, East Catholic. Oh, East yeah.
1: Catholic still's got dudes. Obviously, Alex Azari is back at short. Uh, TJ Wynn. You know, TJ was the sophomore last year. Was he going to be good enough? To, to get them through state playoff games when Frankie Mazzucato wasn't pitching, but well, you know what? Yeah, he was. He dominated Waterford in the semifinals. Um, I think he gave him like six and then Frank came in in the seventh and just shut it down. But TJ going to St. John's. That's a yeah. great program. TJ's an absolute stud. You know, you look at, you know, it's kind of some of the blue bloods, right? Amity. Amity's going to be competitive. Obviously Mack Burke, your boy, Scott. Mack Burke. Matt Burke is back uh also uh their pitcher martin zhang he's healthy he was in a boot at the beginning of last year i mean he's going to columbia he's a stud he is a stud he only pitched a couple of games last year uh coming back from a foot injury if he's healthy which i think he is uh i mean amity's got a number one now and uh you know hand hand still got guys um, you know Waterford's always good. I mean, there's just so many guys, so many. Yeah, they're teams. not.
0: They're not dropping off. You know, Fitch has 11 kids back. Uh, they're all over the place. The Shoreline's going to have some good teams again. Yeah. Uh, the SWC's going to have some good teams. New Fairfield will reload again. You know, Brookfield will be good up there. Yeah. Brandon, so many good teams.
1: Look at the SEC. The SEC, I was told, is stacked this year. Uh, obviously, going into the year, you're looking at it, you're like the SCX, the best conference. I mean, look, they proved it last year. Four teams in the final four in class double L. Um, none of them high seeds. Um, and, uh, you know, we had Westville and Norwalk in the finals. Norwalk obviously won the championship. But, you know, apparently the SEC has got some guys. Fairfield prep, I heard, is loaded. I heard Xavier... Led by uh, Drew Drew Crone. Drew Crone, not uh, not CJ Crone. Yeah, not CJ Crone. Um, One of the so, coaches, not his own
0: coach, but some other coach sent it in as uh, CJ Crone. I was like, wow, he's uh, <coughs> gone from the twins to Xavier. That's really exciting for him.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, Drew is going to UConn. It's an amazing center fielder. Uh, pretty good quarterback too. Uh, we got dudes. You know, Johnny uh, Johnny Gambardella at West Haven. I mean, he came on last year as a junior, led West Haven to the SEC championship. Pitched really well in that game. They lost to Fairfield Prep. I mean, they're going to be good. We didn't mention your boy Rampin. Zach Rampin from the Canaan uh, is an absolute, just a, a pip of a kid. I mean, he is great. He is a baseballer. He's a baseballer. He's, he's a baseballer. Like,
0: He's a baseball lifer. I mean, his dad's Frank Rampin. He grew up, you know, on the sidelines, you know, of Japanese professional baseball league. Like, baseball is just in his blood. Yeah. Just in his blood.
1: Yeah, he honestly, just talking to him on Monday, like he could be the third host of this show. I really do. I really think if baseball, I mean, he's going to West Virginia, he's going to play. But man, if that kid is looking for a, uh, you know, a career in in sports media, in baseball, I mean, that kid is just a boatload of knowledge. A
0: boatload of knowledge, yeah.
1: Yeah. He's great.
0: Uh, And a great kid, too. (laughs)
1: And then you've got like Southington's got
0: kids up there. Uh there's kids at Tollin, there's kids at Granby. Like I mean, there's kids all over the place. Yeah. Um is it... I I don't even know like
1: I, mean, I, it, I say it every year. Connecticut's best sport is baseball.
0: From, I think from... in the sense that from coast to coast. From coast it, to coast coast to coast to Connecticut, corner to corner, there's good teams. And you yeah. can't say that about any other sport. Nope it gets concentrated in in all the different sports. You know, obviously the cross is better down here. Yeah. Hockey is, you know, from, you know, New Haven down to here. Um, You know, basketball this year was really, you know, good in the Hartford area, good in the New Haven area. And it's kind of mixed around baseball, Waterford, Greenwich, Northwestern. Like you can't get any further away. And you
1: could, you can't, you know, we get to the state tournament every year and we're like, you know, we were looking at the double L tournament last year. We're like, Oh, Southington, Amity, um, you know, Ward, all these teams are good, and then all of a sudden, after the second round, they were all out. Yeah, and you're sitting there and you go, Okay, well, who who's gonna win now?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> what, what, Ward made the quarters, but I get yeah. your point is taken. I mean, like, yeah, Southington was out, Southington, uh, yeah, lost to Richfield, who lost to Norwalk. Yeah. Um,
1: and Southington, yeah. Southington is a very good team. What were they like the 19 seed last year in double L? Southington no uh Ridgefield
0: oh Ridgefield was uh they were like a 17 They were 17 yeah they were 17 they beat the that's, yeah, was that's a one that's not seed. a
1: that's not a normal 17th no you know. and
0: they and, no no and Norwalk wasn't a 24 who beat them. I mean they are because that was the record but that's going to happen again in the FCAC this year and it, it happens in the SEC every year because they beat each other up yeah like no offense to Southern or the CCC, but sometimes their schedule <coughs> allows for them to pick up more wins, easier wins. Yeah, uh, they obviously do play really good competition. Also, like Southern played East Catholic last year. Yeah, but it's not the game in game out that you get in the SEC yeah. and the FCAC. Yeah, They're- you
1: need you need two three good guys to survive those conferences on yeah. the mound. You need two three guy, good guys on the mound who could throw strikes to get you through that conference alive. Yeah.
0: And that's why it's been crazy a few times when teams have one or two losses or zero. I mean, one year Greenwich went undefeated. I mean, it's just crazy to me that you can run that schedule. But
1: yeah, Fairfield Prep a couple of years ago. Yep,
0: exactly. And never re- it didn't didn't result in any state championships for Greenwich or Prep. But
1: no, that's the thing. Baseball is weird. I think the last undefeated team to win a baseball championship was Amity during that four year run that I don't think will ever be matched ever again.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. I have to go back and look.
1: You have to yeah. win twelve state playoff games in a row or right years. Really no, I mean, it's really 16, hard i mean it's
0: 16
1: 16 math
0: baseball is just not designed for you to win all the time too you know
1: no. you're supposed to fail in baseball that's why if you if you succeed 30 of the time you're probably going to the hall of fame
0: i like those i like those numbers
1: yeah i don't <laughs> i fail. like you know my baseball career i failed about 95 percent of the time that's why you're here <laughs> for me that's why i'm here um but I mean, we, the poll's not even, you know, by recording. And
0: the poll's going to be a mess. I mean, the poll's, poll is not,
1: look, poll's not done yet.
0: Poll's not done yet. Waiting on a few more voters to, to get their votes in. But uh, it'll be out by Friday before the game start on Saturday. And look, the first poll of the season, who knows? You know, East Catholic's going to pick up some votes. Norwalk may, West Hill, Ward, I'm sure. Um, And then who else? We, we don't know. I don't know who else is going to get votes. There's so many good teams and you have to decide whether you're voting on the success of last year, or are you voting on how good they could be this year?
1: I mean, I, uh, I'm, I, the way I vote and none of the voters are going to hear this before they vote because this is coming out, I think right before the poll, I'm not yes. sure yet, <laughs> but um, you know, I always try to vote based on what they have coming back. Look, East Catholic was number one last year and they were unanimous. I don't think there was an argument. The thing is, Frank Mazzucato is playing in the Kansas City Royals organization. You know, Hank Penders is playing at Eastern. Like they're not playing for East Catholic anymore. Right. You know, Trevor Wan is playing in college. Now he's not in center field for East Catholic anymore. Right. So does that, why, why should they be the number one team just because the guys they had last year were the number one team. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I look at it. Um, Norwalk won double L. Norwalk lost a lot of really good players from that team that, you know, and it's not that Ryan Mitchell doesn't do a great job there. He obviously does a great job. He is a very, very good coach, but those guys don't get a pass for a top 10 vote because the guys before them want to stay tight. You know, you look at a West Hill who got to the finals and they had one senior on that team. So, you right. know what, all those guys are back. So just looking on paper, that team who went to Palmer field, and lost a one nothing game and had a runner thrown out between third and home plate, they were inches away from going up one nothing themselves. Um, they're all back. So, like, yeah. if I'm going to vote, which I do vote, like, I'm going to give the edge to West Hill uh, or Ward, who has a lot of guys back from last year's team that won the FCAC. You know, Xavier's got a bunch of guys back. Prep's got a bunch of guys back. That's how I vote. I mean, if I we will did it... Say-
0: One kid from Norwalk that I am excited is back is uh, Eddie Garabito Soto. I I don't know if you've seen – you saw him last year. Yeah. He is a man. (laughs) He's not a kid. (coughs) He hit a ball at Meat Park in New Canaan that I've never even seen anyone hit the ball that far into the parking lot. It almost went to the snack bar, which you were there the other day. You saw how far away that is. Like, yep, he went oppo and hit the ball way into that parking lot. I was like, who the heck is this kid? I've never seen him before. And then watched him a few more times. He's back as a senior. He's an old senior, but he's back.
1: he he looks like Yasiel Puig. Like, honestly, I'm not even exaggerating. He's so jacked. I mean, look, Norwalk, Ryan is still there. They're going to be good. You look at Amity. They'll be very competitive. Yeah, Yeah. you look at Amity. Sal Capola is still the coach there. Yeah. You know, there's not a more successful coach in high school baseball right now than Sal Capola. Yeah. Right? You know, Jack McFarland is still at Staples. You know, even look at Darian. Darian did not have the greatest year last year. Nope. Right? They got hot at the end. They almost won a playoff game. Like, they won a couple in the FCAC. Like, they were a fun story at the end of the year. But you know what? Mike Scott is still there. Yeah.
0: And he always has an intention.
1: Yeah. And Mike Scott is a very good coach. And he will always have that team fighting, whether they got three wins or 10 wins or, you know, 15 wins. You know, you look around the state, there's a lot of good coaching. And even if there are new guys, like, I mean, you look at the poll, the ending poll last year to the beginning poll after a year off. I mean, there had to be six new teams in the poll. Yeah. I mean, even the poll that we had before the tournament started and the poll after the tournament. I mean, there were so many teams that next to them for last poll was NR for not ranked.
0: Yeah. And that's where baseball gets a little screwy because it's a one game playoff and you're out. Yeah. And the best team does not always win. No, it's just a fact of baseball and soccer that the best teams don't always win, and it's not always fair. It's not like basketball, like in girls' basketball, like seven of the top 10 teams going into the final, the second to last bowl made state finals. Yeah, right. So, like, we had the right teams in there most of the season. Can there be an upset? Of course, but the best teams tend to win baseball.
1: Not the case, no. And you know, last year was, you know, East Catholic was our number one team going in to the playoffs. I think they became number one. I think midway through the year, after Hand lost one game, yeah, um, that's and all Hand lost. That's game. all Hand lost. And you could have argued that Hand should have been the number one team. Uh, did they play a tougher schedule? Yeah, East Catholic yeah. dominated. Uh, they were number one, but Norwalk came into the playoffs of fourteen and eight. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not at fourteen and eight. They finished the season at fourteen and eight. They came into the playoffs at twelve. Was it? I don't know. My math is all off. But basically, <laughs> Norwalk was well, not I, I not right. <laughs> right? I'm looking at the final poll. Norwalk finished three, not ranked. Berlin finished four, not ranked.
0: Norwalk Kogenschag... was not nine and eight going into going into the playoffs, uh, going into the state tournament, and West Hill was ten and seven.
1: Yeah. Chog finished six, not ranked. West Hill finished seventh, not ranked. Waterford finished eighth, not ranked. One, two, let me count. Oh no, Waterford was people
0: not should ranked. have been voting. Yeah. People should have been voting cog and chog ahead of that. Uh, they didn't <coughs> get enough respect. They didn't get enough respect yeah. last year. I was voting cog and chog in my top half, 10 for a while.
1: Half the teams. Half the yeah. team, uh, six, six, four of the six teams were not ranked heading into the tournament. Yeah. So, you know, stuff happens. You know, it's the polite way to put it. Like, stuff happens and you don't really know. Look at a team like Hamden. Hamden was awesome. Two losses heading into the state tournament. And they lost to McMahon in the second round. And Hamden was really
0: good. Especially in double L, all those teams are going to be good. And all those teams have pitchers and all those teams can hit. I mean, yep. I, I think McMahon just outslid them that game. I don't remember the yeah. score of that. Was that a, that was a big 12-7. score. 12-7, yeah. yeah.
1: Because that, Hamden,
0: Hamden just hit the heck out of the ball last year. Yeah. I mean, that, that was one of the best lineups we've seen.
1: Yeah, and they got a lot – guys. they got guys back, too. If you want to mention uh, Car- Cardona, their first baseman, was a monster last year. And you know what? He got bigger. He got jacker. Yeah. He's, like, all muscle now, I heard. So, Man. that kid's going to hit more bombs. And that Hamden home field is a little friendly to uh, to offenses. So, I think we're, we're going to here
0: safe. We're here for the bombs and the strikeouts. and. <coughs> Uh, it's going to be such an awesome. Unless season. we're
1: there in person, if we're there in person, we like nice one nothing clean games, no walks.
0: <laughs> one nothing hour twenty
1: hour twenty <laughs> get out of here.
0: <laughs> I did a game. It was Norwalk, somebody a couple of years ago. I think it was Norwalk. It was Norwalk McCannan. Eddie McCabe played. He was playing shortstop in Norwalk, and the game was over in fifty nine minutes. Like I was like, this is unbelievable.
1: <laughs> Yeah, there was one game I went to last year. I wanted to see Carter Kelsey pitch for Staples, and they were playing against West Hill. West Hill, who made the double L finals. This game, this was like the end of the season, too. It was like 16-0 after three innings. And I slacked our editor, and I was like, I'm not writing this game story. I'm going home. (laughs) It was just for online only. We didn't need it for print. I was like, I got everything that I want. And, like, this game is not going to be over for another three hours, so I'm leaving. And I left. Yep. And then West Hill goes on to win the finals. Also, shout out to West Hill coach Mike Rivellis. Uh, Ike was not thrilled with me uh, a couple of months ago when you wrote that story on the West Hill baseball team having five D1 commits. And I said, you're out of your mind if you don't vote them number one to start the year. Uh, I I, I had heard that that got um, printed out and maybe in another locker room of, uh, of an FCI opposing team. team? Yes, of an opposing team. Um, yeah. And I know Mike wasn't too thrilled with me when I posted that.
0: <laughs> Not that he uh, was
1: upset, but Mike was just kind of like, really, Pete, you're really going to put the target on our back this early? It's January. Or it was actually, it was probably like <coughs> it was probably like November.
0: There's no hiding. I know that Ryan Mitchell loved that. He, so I saw him in a football game or basketball. I think it was football. And uh, he was like, Oh, I love what you're saying about West Hill. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that target. But look, you're double L champs. You got that target. Like, yeah. you think the McMahon kids aren't coming out hungry to beat Norwalk? Oh, they Saturday? want to beat,
1: they want to ruin, I mean, they want beat, to ruin that first game where they, they might honor. I don't know if they're going to do anything before the game, but McMahon is going to be hungry.
0: I think the game's at McMahon, so they probably won't honor the uh, Norwalk. Oh, kid. okay.
1: That's I think,
0: I have to double check. I think it's at McMahon. <laughs> Um, they're gonna. Wanna, but yeah, they're Mc, gonna McMahon's spoil. a game. McMahon's a game away from them being in that position. Yep. They're getting the parades. They're getting the free pizza. They're going to the little league, you know, tournament and walking on the field with the kids. Dad, why
1: don't Why don't we get free pizza?
0: I don't know. I don't know. We, we only get. Pizza. I got free pizza once at a baseball game. Staples. Yes, because yeah. they uh, the little the, league dag. the truck was there.
1: Yeah, it was little then, league Day. Like,
0: It was little league day. And then they bought a ton of like ridiculous amount of pizza for the kids after the game. And And then they were like,
1: walked out with a full pizza. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, The kids aren't going to eat this. They're in good shape. Scott, Pete, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you two would love this. Yeah. Yeah, they They like looked us up and down and said, Oh, you know, they look like they eat pizza. (laughs) <laughs>
0: so I, I'm all about that. If they get the if they get the colony truck back there again, I'll, I'll definitely hit up hit up Staples. But, but I mean, I'm already, not a lot of food games.
1: I'm already looking at schedules. I'm already planning where I want to go. We got East Catholics coming down to Stratford this year. Greenwich is going
0: to Southington. I'm Love I'm all that. about. I'm going to that Love game. That. That's a Saturday that. game.
1: That's a great game. I, I am all about that. That's well. That's uh, my boy. My boy, Greenwich Adrian. Yeah, and Adrian Rango. He. Yeah he pulled me aside once after a game and he's like, Pete, he's like, I want to play some like good out of conference games, but he's like, I don't know how to get in contact with these coaches. He's like, what do I do? I was like, dude, just email it. Like all these coaches want to play these out of conference games if they yeah. can. So he's like, he's like, I want to go here. He's like, he was even talking. He's like, you know, I really want to get in contact with that killingly coach Ben uh, Deshonier. Ben's yeah. great. He's like, I want to get in contact with that coach. I want to go to killingly and play killingly. I'm like, that I would be awesome. I'm sure Ben would love that because for them, as a Class M school, like that's a great test playing against a double L team that's a consistent contender like Greenwich.
0: If you know you're making states or you're pretty sure you're making states, you should be playing really good out of conference. Yeah. Mode. Yeah, I mean, Grannage is playing oh, – I, I haven't actually looked at Grannage's full schedule until just now. They're opening with Newtown, which is a good team. Oh. Um, then they're playing Xavier. Uh then they're playing Southington, And then they got their FCX schedule. So that is as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean, I mean that those is are three. As good as it gets.
1: Those are three ranked teams within the last two years.
0: Yep. And yeah, I, I mean you can't really schedule better out of conference than than those three. Is
1: that Greenwich game at Palmer against Xavier?
0: No, it's at Greenwich. Oh,
1: it's at Greenwich? Well, maybe I'll go to that. That's I, I want to see. Monday,
0: that's Monday the 11th. Uh, they're, they get Newtown's going there, Xavier's going there, and then they're going to Southington Saturday the 16th, and I am all about that.
1: Game. Yeah, I might have to go down to Greenwich to see that Xavier game. I really want to see Xavier this year. heard a lot of good things.
0: Uh, and then Southington's playing Greenwich. Southington's playing NFA. Southington's playing Fitch. Um, so they're playing really good teams out of conference. Like, let's go. Yeah. Saturday I mean, out-of-conference games are might be my favorite <laughs>
1: They are, because, like, you can – the drive's a little easier. The games are a little earlier.
0: Yeah, it's, like, 1 o'clock noon game. And it's also just awesome competition. Like, I know it's not always – the pitchers aren't always lined up, right? So, Saturdays can be a a mess of Johnny bullpens. But um, there's just something about it that I really like. And the fact that these teams are willing to go play other really great teams is, is just awesome.
1: Yeah, it's a testament, I think, these teams. I think coaches, I think they've understood for a while, but I think we're actually seeing it. Like, they don't care if they get in as the one seed, as the two seed, as the three. Yeah, as long as you get in, we've seen it. Ooh, Ward Coggenshaw.
0: <laughs> <nine>, 4-9, 11 a.m. <coughs> Ooh, baby. I like four nine. Of that one, too. That's, uh, yeah, 4-9. Uh, April, April 9th. Yeah. At 11 a.m.
1: And Chuck should be good too. the shoreline I, shoreline might be my favorite baseball conference um, because they're always them or the nvl there's always a couple of teams in there that like we don't really talk about and then they like go on and like get to the finals and i'm like i love this team it's like Cog yes. and Chuck last year like kog and Chag, portland,
0: all portland i did are... not
1: i did not get to cover kog, i wanted to go see kog and Chuck last year so many times it just never worked out and then i got to see him during the state tournament and then they won the title and I was like, oh, I should have been I should have seen this team like 10 times before this. Yeah. But it's hard. Oh, well. But, you know, we you know, I'll give Cog and Chuck this. They were all about reaching out, texting me, uh, you know, DMing me, being like, hey, you need to come to our game. like You need to come see us play. Um, so don't be afraid to do that. All our DMs are open. You know, keep keep the hating to a minimum. Yeah,
0: you want limited, you can, you can limited hating. Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, just let us know. Be like, hey, we're playing. This should be a good game. We got our ace on the hill. Uh, you should come out and watch him play. He's really good. And uh, we'll do it. Well, I mean, we'll try. I can't we'll try. guarantee anything anymore.
0: We will try. <laughs> um, but also, I, I should say that as we're talking about these games, that we will have, like, the 10 games that you should go out to see. There's going to be obviously way more than 10, but we're yep. going to try to whittle it down to the best 10 and put that out with our stuff tomorrow too. So. Yes. It'll be players to watch. It'll be games to watch. It'll be the top storylines. It'll be the poll. If you like high school baseball, just camp out on Game Time CT all day Friday because we're just
1: rolling it out. I got. I wanted to – I'm going to schedule so it all comes out in an orderly fashion. But we're going to have so much baseball stuff tomorrow, including this podcast. I don't know if this podcast is going to come first or last. Uh, If it came out last, if the podcast is last, wow, what a great poll. What a great what a 25 great- to watch list. <laughs> um, if it comes out before, oh, I can't believe that team's number one. I didn't see that coming. I have no idea. Um, I honestly
0: don't know who's number one yet. As we do, as we speak on the podcast on Thursday afternoon when we're doing it, uh, I don't know who's number one. I got to add it all up uh, tomorrow morning. So.
1: And uh, also, um, we're going to be doing this show every Monday, I believe. Is that correct, Scott?
0: That sounds good to me.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to do it every Monday. uh, Try to get a coach on uh, every Monday so we can have this out Monday before games start being played um, so you guys can get your fill. Um, If you want
0: to come on, also DM us and just say, hey, I want to come on the podcast. We love that because we don't always think of everybody. So,
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to think of certain coaches or even players. Uh, And now with Zoom, the way we do these podcasts, it's really easy to do interviews. Uh, Like our championship one last year, we had like, we had you know Frankie and Hank and Ryan Shaw from East Catholic. We had uh, Dupino uh, from Hand uh, with Travis and a couple of other guys from the Hand team. And we had um, we had Ryan Mitchell and Brendan Navardson and uh, another guy from Norwalk. So uh, those were really fun. I would love to do those each week uh, if we could. Also, I'm going to say it now. We kind of have a plan in place, not a cemented plan in place but we reached out to uh, the guys over at Norwalk and I really want to give them a shout out because they have their own podcast. And I love this so much. Um, The guys over at Norwalk there, they have a podcast. What is it called? Uh, The locker room. And it's with Kaz Kadonis, who had the game winning hit in the double L finals and Josh young. Both of them are on the Norwalk baseball team. It's called the locker room. Um, I have sent an email. We're in talks about a crossover. Yeah, we're doing uh, doing a crossover. Like we're in talks to like half the episode on their show, half the episode on our show. Uh, It's going to be like, you know, when the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers were in the same episode. Kind of that kind of crossover.
0: No, you lost me there. What? Come on. Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers were after my There's a crossover.
1: It's just going to be like the MCU of podcasts.
0: (laughs) All right. On that right. note, um, this was pretty fun, and I could probably sit here for like three hours talking to you. But I'm I don't so think glad. People, I don't think people will listen to it,
1: Pete. I'm so glad <laughs> we said we'd do a half an hour.
0: Uh, where are we? What are we at? I don't even know.
1: Uh, probably close to 45 minutes.
0: <laughs> well, we just have too much fun. There's too much to talk about. Um, but we'll be back uh, next week, and with the podcast, maybe, yeah, maybe next
1: we'll... Monday. Oh, like five five next days. Monday.
0: Five days. So we'll be back on Monday with like a real podcast where we talk to a coach and start breaking down the season. Uh, we'll be at games. If we're at games, you see us, say hi. Uh, and hit us up with all your stats, all your big games. Let us know this year because we want to be a part of it. And uh, and we love all you guys out there. So Absolutely. Uh, I know Pete's excited. I'm excited for Pete. I'm Scott. We'll see you next time on High and Tight. Love you guys.